You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? I mean, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup exploring over 60 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold on tight. You never know where the crew of the TARDIS is going next. Doctor, we meet again. The Time Lord and the Toymaker. One final game. It's time. Hey there, Whovians. The big time is upon us. And yes, it has been prepared for. That's right, <laughs> folks. We are here to talk all about the giggle. Part three of the 60th anniversary specials. I can't believe it's behind us already. You know, know. We've, been, know. we've been like waiting over a year in anticipation for this. And you know what? For everything I had predicted, I got none of them right. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfectly well, that, far for the course that's for our us. track record. We're exactly. always consistent. <laughs> so, hi everybody. Welcome to Earth Station Who. We've got a great crew to talk tonight about the giggle. Uh, before we get started, of course, we will be spoiling the hell out of it. We are going to be talking as much as we want. This might go a little bit longer tonight because there's just so much to cover. And you know what? Please... If you haven't watched it yet, please do. I've watched it three times already, so I'm ready to talk all about this one. Let's welcome our guest for tonight. First, Kirby Bartlett Sloan is back. Welcome, sir. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> I, I knew it. I had predicted that. One of my predictions is right. Finally. Okay. So that is awesome. Good to see you, sir. Yeah, good to be with you. And returning after quite some time, Jerry Chandler is back. And thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, I was so glad our schedules worked out that was this was able to be, work out and everything. Yeah, I have a wonderful schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, our regulars are here. Of course, let's say hi to Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody. I and my bi-generation clone are very happy to be here. <laughs> And of course, last but never least, let's say howdy to Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. I think I'm going to change my uh, handle to instead of howdy, Mike, I think I'm going to be Stooky Mike. Stooky Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and we're the Bobbies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Only if Mike I can put you under the really hot lights, that would be perfect. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like I'm under those hot lights. Mm, yes, understandable. Um, we'll save the news to after the sh after this review because there's just too much to hit with. So we got the giggle, and were we giggling through it? Where did it make sense? Did it tie into the other specials like we thought it would? No, <laughs> no, kind of, kind of. a little, of bit. Kind of. a little bit, kind of, sort of. It's not yeah. supposed to make sense. No, but. Um, I thought it started out with a bang, and I thought they actually handled Wilf perfectly. 
in that first yeah. scene. But just sort of keeping him off screen and yeah, kind of did, did, I mean, they, they were, you know, they're in a, a bad position, so they did what they could, you know, yeah. like, um, I, no one, I don't think anybody's going to blame them for doing it, handling it the way they handle it. Um, I, I do, like I said uh, last week, I do kind of wish they'd have like one shot of his face, like he, from maybe a previous episode or something, just so they could give his estate some more money for an episode. Um, but, uh, look, I, I, you know, I mean, we all understand what's going on. So it's, it's, you know, it's just sort of one of those things that you just kind of awkwardly have to get moved past. I think it was more awkward for me at the end when he, they referred to him as being off screen than it was at the beginning. Oh, shooting the weasels. The yeah. Moles. The moles. Yeah. Moles. That's right. Yeah. Shoot, shooting uh, the wombles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know which yeah. was more off putting the fact that he was like not there, but he was, you know, he was quote unquote there, but he was not there. Or the fact that he was off shooting defenseless creatures. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if like, I imagine we'll doing that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like if you've ever had moles in your yard, you might feel differently. Well, I, I have, and mm-hmm. I get it, but it just seemed like, man, like, you know, uh, they were defended. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. They, I, yeah. they were protected. Thank, thanks mm-hmm. to number 14. Yes. Uh, Very much so. He created still, force fields for them. Yeah. So I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they they did it best they could, I guess. Um, you know, so. And I love how so, he actually smirked when he said that. Oh, I gave him force fields. Yeah, <laughs> I gave him force fields. That was cute, but it was interesting. I liked how they handled that opening scene with you know the continuation of what happened at the end of the last episode with basically the world going crazy, and everyone thinking that they're right. Which fits so into our society today. Yes. Yeah, it was, was actually perfect. On the nose, but oh. we get it. <laughs> My, wait, wait. RTD on the nose? What? He really likes to. Um, RTD I mean, not being subtle? What? He really <laughs> likes to bang that point home, man. Yeah. Oh, well, big time. You know, sometimes it has to be done. I, and I think I, I, I have. I, I, you know, I, I don't, uh, yeah, sometimes it takes a club, you know, to, to beat stuff into people and, and, and RTD like has a, has a nerf club, you know, like it's not like that hard, uh, to hit, but it, it but it hits nonetheless. And yeah, I'm just going to go with this analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's stop there. You know, I think better safe than sorry there, but it was, I liked the opening there, but I loved the, the cold opening that they did with the toy maker. With the you know the history of oh, television, yeah, that was yeah, good. and you know like you had mentioned Stooky Bill, and it was interesting, you know I didn't know anything about that part because I had heard you know I read a lot of the during college the history of television and such, but I didn't know about the UK you know the the stuff in the UK with the broadcast. I had well, only you- read the American version. You, you mean an American educational system neglected to include another part of the world? I know. That's so hard to believe. So shocking. shocking. I know. It is shocking. Uh, but it it was interesting to... Those public and, schools. I've read about it since watching this episode, and it's real fascinating. And, you know, I've actually seen the pictures of, you know, the original Stooky Bill, and they still have, you know, it's still around. Yep. And it looks surprisingly like a certain character from uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> I think, you know what, it, to me, I really got like, um, 
in my face, I, I was like really reminded of like the jigsaw thing in in the Saw movies. Yes. Like mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap, is that real? Like, is that like? And then, uh, and then, I, like you, Mike, I did some. Re- I tried to do some research and look it up and everything like that. And I was like, holy crap, this is what it really looked like. And then behind the scenes stuff, Russell T is going like, yeah, I saw that image and I was like, that's a Doctor Who villain. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is pretty freaking creepy it is creepy mm-hmm. and boy do they really amp up the creepiness of uh stokey bill and his entire family in this oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah we'll oh, be talking uh, about the rest of them very very soon <laughs> oh man um yeah that's just my, incredible but um yeah my daughter's gonna have nightmares for the next month i'll have nightmares like that was that stuff was creepy oh big time i agree with that it it was really well done, and you know, bravo to Neil Patrick Harris. He knocked it out of the ballpark this whole mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, everything. i've I've seen <laughs> I've seen critiques like such like, oh, it's he's he's too over the top, or you know, I can't stand that outrageous accent. Who's he trying to fool or whatever? And I'm like, he's not trying to fool anybody. Like like no. he's not thinking, oh my god, they're really going to think I'm German, like or whatever the accent he's pulling is. I mean, he's going. Like you don't hire Neil Patrick Harris if you if you don't want over the top mayhem, and uh, I, I think he knocked it out of the park. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, Haven't you ever seen you know you know Doctor Horrible? Haven't you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? Haven't you ever seen Doogie Hauser or many <laughs> all the other many projects he's done? You know, well, and I, that's the I point all... of it anyway. <laughs> They're supposed to be bad accents. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not even it's not even the bad accent. I, I think I think with some of what they actually wrote and what they did in this episode, you needed almost a campy over the top because like other than the dolls that we're gonna get to later, there are some things he did during the dance sequence and during a number of other things that are really like horrific. Yes. But he's being so over the top. If you got the younger ones in there, they're catching the over the top. The adults are catching the darker, and it's 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 a kind of a, a, an interesting balance. So it was like it's watchable for everybody, but it's accessible in different ways. And I think oh, sure. that actually benefited the character and the story. And I know it's kind yeah. of relevant to you know the box office this week, but I find it very reminiscent of something like Gene Wilder playing Willy Wonka. Like it's like yeah. it's over the top, but it's but it's effective. Um, there's uh, a darkness to it. There's a darkness to it. I have no mm-hmm. complaints over his performance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I do wish that the character was written better, but overall, I feel like his performance. I mean, he brought it, and uh, when I watched it the second time, I even appreciated it more, especially the more serious moments that we get with him. Um, but uh, man, he is really, really good, and he's perfect for this show. Oh, yeah, very much so. Absolutely. And it was interesting too because he, with the accent, even the guy who went into the toy store at the very beginning said, "Hey, your accent is kind of faltering there." Oh yeah. You, yeah. you know, so he wasn't even trying to keep the German accent. No, yeah, he's not no. even using German words. No, no. Half the time. The Germans cannot say gewanting. This is splashy. You know, like whatever. You know, it's like it, yeah. It, it, you know, I mean, I guess if some people are really just looking for something to be offended by, you know. 
they're going to find it, but this is, this is just nonsense. It's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have no problem with that. Oh, in the, we'll, in the we'll making of fanboys later, don't worry. In, in the making of, uh, they were interviewing him and, uh, he said that in the script, it's written phonetically and it wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have, if he was doing a German ac- accent, he wouldn't have read it that way, but he was deliberately following the script. Mm, interesting. Interesting. So, so blame RTD. Of course, we always do. <laughs> Everything's RTD's fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and I just, that whole opening scene though with him was so frippin' spooky. It was dark. Right from the very beginning. There oh, yeah, was no the toy shop there. is creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second you walk in. Well, not even the toy shop. When they started doing the experiment on Stooky Bill and they tore off his head and basically <laughs> put it yeah. on, on the post and on the podium. And, you know, I said, oh, this is television. You know, we need to have something, you know, some way to animate it. And the mouth opened and it was like, oh, my God. I almost jumped the first time I saw that. <laughs> Well, that was, yeah, that was really saw-like, you know? Oh, yeah. I got the the saw feel from that. And and the mouth drops open as it's burning in flames. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was just awesome. Oh, and then when he was describing the hair, you know, about, you know, oh, I took it off a poor woman. She will not need it anymore, you know. (laughs) She won't miss it. She won't miss it. She won't miss anything ever again. (laughs) And it's like, oh, and then he smiled that smile. It was just like, ah, ah, all the way already, right from the very beginning. So it was bravo for that, for creeping me out right from the beginning. Yeah. And if that wasn't creepy enough, then he like, you know, after he, he, he does that, uh, says that about the hair, then he uh, uh, gives a, a racial insult to the customer. Yes, yes, almost immediately. <laughs> exactly. Oh, like, yeah. man, he is going full out creepy villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is not a good guy. You know, <laughs> and so it was interesting. I liked that part. And then we, you know, when we got back, we talked about, you know, the world going crazy and everyone being right. Then we got the uh, drop in of unit. And I loved unit headquarters. I loved units. Headquarters, even though Star it looked towers? Like, like the Star tower. tower. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Tony Stark didn't need his London pad anymore. So, no, you know, I, I was glad got that the doctor that the doctor immediately said your your father was trying to keep this a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. You got a great big tower. And it says unit on the side of it. <laughs> But but how wonderful is it? Like they they land, you know. There's there's things going on, you know. Uh, where reintroduces some characters, and Kate just walks right up, and and hugs him, and you're like, okay, this yeah. is like something serious is happening. Like sh- like this is She's it sends upset. a clear message <laughs> that there's like some serious crap going down here. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. And Kate was awesome in this. She was. She was great. This might be, I think, my favorite performance of of her. Mm-hmm. And it was. I loved. I loved seeing her, and I loved seeing the new science advisor back again from the very first Shirley. special. Yeah. Shirley was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Shirley. And awesome. we we still miss Osgood though, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all like, like we're all like, where's Osgood? 
Yeah, she can show up at any time. Sure, yeah. sure. She's on assignment, right? Exactly. I don't you know, know what that, to think of that. That. That robot. That AI alien, the whatever flakes. that thing is. Yeah, the yeah never explained. No, yeah, I think that, that thought was great. Her. That that screams to me, hey, we're going to be in a spinoff. That's yep. what that screamed to me. Like, hey, uh, you know, you don't you don't build that unless you're going to do a spinoff. No, with no explanation. Because it's, I put that up there with like on Sarah Jane, Mister Smith, I need you, you know. And the the computer comes out of the wall. It's the same with the thing. fanfare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every time. So I put it completely up to that. So yeah, there was no explanation for it, and. I don't think there needed to be for this. Let them do that yeah. in the spinoff. It would have so. been, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. I, I didn't think anything of it one way or another, to be honest. No, no, exactly. Well, One of the I things mean, I loved was the callback to the 50th anniversary special with them, the helicopter carrying the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. I, was, I, I was actually going to say something about when you were talking about seeing Kate again. I was like, it was nice that she's... um She's become a little more courteous to the doctor. She's actually making sure he's not in the TARDIS before picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was awesome. And, you know, the question is, you know, did they ever say how many days had gone between, you know, the Starby story and this story? Did they uh, say how long? 14 but, says something about, like, um, Donna starts in the last episode at the very end, Donna starts to bail out of the TARDIS at the end. And he's like, Oh, um, we may be a few days later than I thought. Like, it's just, it's just days. I don't right. think yeah. it's, it's yeah, that I mean, long. I don't time. think it's been that long. Yeah. No. Okay. And I, and I think in this one, they said that this had been going on, what, two days that it began two, two days ago. Days. Yeah. When the satellite went online. Yeah. Plus, in, in 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 the last one, when Donna's sort of thinking about predicting like what would happen if they don't show up on the on the next day, like this will happen, this will happen, but like she says, Granddad will be there like all the time, and so you kind of feel like it's not been that long, but long enough that Granddad's going to be there waiting for them, and and even though the rest of them are are bunkered down somewhere else. Mm-hmm. No, totally. And folks, let me just say something real quick. We usually don't review an episode in order. We just have a discussion. But this has so much going on, we have to do it in order. Absolutely. Yeah, and everything. Well, it's just easier. Scene by scene. Oh, exactly. And then I love seeing... Every scene has something to talk about. Oh, pretty much. Very much so. Very much so. I loved seeing Mel back. I love that surprise. Yeah, that was fun. So great to see Bonnie Langford back. So in five minutes, Mel gets much more character development than she ever did her entire (laughs) run with. uh, I I was going to say say the same thing. Mel, she's actually working on a computer. She's actually working on a computer. She was a computer programmer. (laughs) Even says that in the behind the scenes thing. No characters. She, uh, no, I'm serious. Bonnie Langford just went from. Probably like my carrot like, juice, carrot juice, carrot juice. Bottom <laughs> of the my list of compan my 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 list of companions to well, she's not in the top ten yet, but she's she rose middle. significantly <laughs> from with this. Well, yeah. I have a feeling that a spinoff is gonna continue having her. It's possible. I mean, certainly I would think that you know, this allows uh I, I well, I, I think if you know, depending on what we see 
I think it's open to almost any former companion to come back with a unit based show. Oh hell, well, Kate gave offered for them uh, to hire companions. Yeah, well, Kate offered uh, Donna a job. Yeah, you get a feeling right that they've been the offering time. former companions jobs all the way right around. and left. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. look at like, everyone Ace but and, Mickey. Uh, Vegan. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. Yeah, everybody but Mickey. Yeah. And everyone but Mickey. <laughs> and, and, apparently, and, apparently, and apparently, they really well, want the companions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, Mickey's apparently dead. they really want the companions, especially. Like that negotiation, uh, we'll give you sixty thousand, hundred twenty thousand, five weeks vacation, done. Done. And my first, my first thought was, as fast as she said done, how much higher would she have actually gone? Exactly. (laughs) Well, I mean, look at that tower. Units making money. (laughs) I don't know how they're making money, but they're making money. Alien technology. There you go. Yeah, they're selling alien technology. I loved how Donna figured out the musical notes mm-hmm. and nice. everything with cool. the brainwave stuff. And she's, she's that used was, very well here. And then the show took a really dark turn when they were explaining the brainwaves and Kate took off the, the armlet mm-hmm. and everything. That was such a dark scene. Yeah. And what she was saying and how, you know, and she sounded like a trumper. God, Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean that was the point. She, she yes, said that. Yeah, I think that he was trying to get across there. Oh, very much so. Oh, and I felt so bad when she said, "I've seen you. Why are you in a wheelchair? You've I've seen you stand up." And it's like, wow. That was that was RTD correctly predicting what the trolls would say of the first in the first episode and they they were saying that they were saying that yeah like i was like i was like wow rtd like perfectly predicted that was going to happen and Mm -hmm. and uses it here to show how like ignorant they are Mm -hmm. very much so and 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 unfortunately yeah and and unfortunately i it's it's not even like the trolls and it's not even there's there's that moment where i've seen like genuinely decent people but we we have that kind of binary thought process. You're you're handicapped or you're not. And if you're handicapped, it means this. You're disabled, it means that whatever. And a lot of people don't realize. I I I deal with a person around work all the time, and she can walk for an hour or so a day, but because of what's been happening with nerves and things, she's mostly in a wheelchair because her legs will only handle so much. Mm-hmm. So you'll yeah. see her walking around and, and some genuinely decent people have been like, she's got a handicap spot. I know, I know I've seen her walking or it's like, she's got a degenerative nerve issue. So she can only walk, but so much she's handicapped and they're 100%. not being jerks. It's just, we, we do that. And not everyone with a handicaps plaque has, you know, is in a wheelchair, my friends. There's other yeah. Yeah. Well, not everybody in a wheelchair is paralyzed from the ways down. Um, no, yeah. look at I our mean, friend Dr. Scott Gay. He used, he can move around with crutches and such, but he's also a lot in a wheelchair. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think anybody like look. Nobody on this podcast needs like. We're no, not, I'm not, not the troll. I'm, yeah. not, I'm saying it to the people at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping but, that you know. Our listeners are smarter than that as well, yeah. but you well, know, they're listening to us. Of course, they're smart. If, yeah. I was going to say, if not, then shame on you. 
but I, but I think doing that the way they did it, we we've experienced Kate through multiple doctors now. We think of her as a fairly decent person, and decent person can pe- people can sometimes have that thought, even if they they realize they they learn from it because they're decent people, unlike some others. But that showed, even even in some really decent people, there's occasionally these things, and that's what this spike is feeding on. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. much so. And I and, and I think it's important to send the, these types of messages to have these sort of messages in shows that are going to be seen by young people, uh, kids, entire families. Like it's important to, to get them on the right track of thinking that way uh, instead of fighting it later when they're adults. Yes. Well, we all have our biases. I mean, we all have our dark thoughts deep down. We're all, we've all been indoctrinated in our own culture and, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to get past that sometimes. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really, that, that was a, an amazing moment. I think that RTD did that for, for a, a well-respected character to have mm. that moment. Yeah. And, and they get and rewarded it, at the end of the episode too. Um, yeah. And, and uh, it touched on, it touched on more than, than the handicap as well. It touched on like when she started going after the doctor. Yes. You know, yes. he's, it was basically, you're the foreigner. What are you doing? Asking me questions, mm-hmm. except referring to as the two hearted alien who wasn't born, which born here. again, yeah. 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 You know, which again, it's, it's, I've seen that in decent people, but decent people learn from it and get over. And, and I think that's kind of a thing too, with, with what they did was because she felt so horrible about it. She knows she grew up in that, kind of jingoistic society and she grew up with some of these ideas she grew out of them it's still yeah. feeding on it though because they're still in the back of her head they're the most of us still in the back of most of our heads but we learned better if we were exposed to them that's but, a good so, way to put it jerry i agree with that and i think it's another reason why this this episode with kate is like one of the best to feature her because she has moments like that. We learn a lot, lot about her, even without like really like it. It's just you know, it's just there. It's not anything that that has to be explained or explored or flashbacks or whatever. It's just there. And in fact, it's a big moment for Kate because um, according to something that I read here, and it's sort of it was on the internet, so it must be true. Um, uh, Kate Stewart now has met as many or more incarnations of the Doctor than her father, the Brick. Yes, really. So, so she met eleven. Way to go, Kate. Eleven, twelve. 13, that's 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 considering like the, the TV the Lord Doctor. Not 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 big she finish never, or anything she never else. met. She never met ten. Because yes, she, she was did during the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You're right. And the war doctor. That's what I said. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I know you did. I'm just going <laughs> to. So, so, yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> she's, she's uh, met more incarnations of the doctor than the break. As far as we yeah. know. So. Mm-hmm. No, that's pretty awesome. And I, when the doctors, you know, f- when they figured out that it was Stooky Bill's ha, 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 you know, the giggle and going through everyone's head. And saying, how could we have gotten that? And the doctor started activating the image of him on the screens. That's where I got the saw feel to it. Mm. 
Yeah. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you yeah. notice that? I didn't notice this until I watched it again, but um, Neil Patrick Harris does the laugh in the mm -hmm. very beginning as yes. a toy yes. maker. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I thought took my third cool. viewing to notice that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but it was a nice touch. I noticed it on the second one. It was just like, oh, man, it's a laugh. You know, he was yeah. like, ha, ha, ha. You know, it's just like. I, I remember hearing the laugh the first time I, I saw it and going, that's an interesting laugh. And then a few <laughs> minutes later, it, it shows up. One thing I loved at the in the unit things at the beginning was they brought back Trinity Wells. Mm -hmm. Oh, the yeah. Newscaster. Yeah. It was all through the RTD era. Yeah. 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 As a conspiracy theorist. Shocker. I am anti ZDX. I'm not going to let yeah. them control my brain. Yeah, that that wasn't an anti vaxxer parody. Yeah. That oh. was, that was <laughs> so anti vaxxer. It was funny. Yeah. Oh, even beyond anti vax. And you were saying he's so good at predicting things. That is unfortunately so on the nose for the last 48 hours. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's interesting, though. And then, you know, I loved, you know, when the doctor and Donna, you know, when they figured out where they had to go and the conversation between Donna and the doctor, you know, you never mention any of your old companions. You never mentioned Mel. You never, you know, talk about any of them. Oh, I'm too busy. I'm too, you know. And then she pulls it at him. And this is the first time we hear it, you know, that the doctor is wearing himself out, you know, and that's maybe why the old face came back. You start getting into that. Mm -hmm. That was real interesting with it. And, you know, they hit it right on the head later where they say and I'm, we're jumping up a little bit but that's where they say you know that he's you know never stopped you know pretty much since his first incarnation as the Hartnell doctor he's gone from you know this to this to this to this to this it's always been one thing after another he's never had time to stop and just chill or well, to except for uh, several hundred years on uh, in the town of Christmas. Yeah, I, I thought about that too, Gerby. I, I did. thought um, that one too. Plus, but, plus we ha I mean, that's something that we have to be told because we don't know what the doctor does in between stories. We have no idea, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, we don't, you know, we don't see him, you know, we don't see him sleep. We don't see him go to the bathroom. We don't see him do a lot of things that we just sort of take for granted that folks do. So we have to be, you know, told that. And, I think that, you know, they're trying with these three specials, Russell's trying to show that he's near the end, like he's really running ragged. And yeah, he really hits it, you know, hammers it hit home here. I don't know if he does a great job at doing that in the last couple of episodes. There are moments in the last couple of episodes, but man, he really like accelerates things at this at, on this level here. No, agreed. And it was, it was just interesting. I loved how they hit on that. Oh, one little go back to unit headquarters. When Kate asked the, you know, all asked the doctor for permission to destroy the satellite because yeah. of the international issue that goes back to 
the doctor still president of Earth. President of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's still the, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, why are they getting it? Why are they asking him for permission? Because he's still the president of Earth. Never been voted out. So yeah. she's like, we need permission. And he's like, I give you permission, and she's like, great. Like that was like, <laughs> she's wow. Like, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and they. Yeah, that's one of those things too. It's like, yeah, it's so subtle. Um, some people, newer viewers, might be like, what? But you know, we get it. It doesn't need to be like you don't need to spend five minutes to explain it. Oh, exactly. Oh, do you remember that time we were fighting the Zygons and I became the president of the Earth? And, and uh, no, you know, yeah. there are there are some, like for a celebratory 60th anniversary special. That's the way that they lay these things out. We're not, you know, it's not like in your face. I mean, yeah, there are some returning companions and people and characters and stuff like that, but a lot of there's a lot more more subtle uh things references to past things than we usually get in the doctor who store mm -hmm. it's interesting because you got more of that in this episode yeah. than any of the other two true so it was that was just interesting and then i love the scene the doctor looking in the window of the curiosity shop and the toy maker you know playing the games you know hiding and you know Going it's up, all a game. It's all a game. Oh, it's all a game. And then when he walks in and they recognize each other, and the doctor, you know, literally told Donna, go back to the TARDIS. And, you know, what do you mean? You're telling me to go? And it's like, yes, go back. And she's like, and you never, <laughs> like, you so never you, do that. You tell me to do that. Like, yeah, exactly. we've, we've heard him tell other companions to do that. But, yeah, and, maybe he's never, they never done do that. it. But, yeah. Well, you know, I was, was going to say, like, yeah. Like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it never holds water. I don't think I've ever seen a companion go, okay. And I'm not usually a big fan of the flashbacks, you know, showing like old past incarnations or something, but with showing Hartnell and the original toy maker was awesome. Yeah. At that scene. Well, and it made yeah. sense. It made total yeah. sense. So shocked they didn't use the, the animation stuff that they're. Oh my God. Oh, shut up. <laughs> And that, and that, you know, and you were saying about the flat, you know, I don't like a lot of flashbacks either, but that was literally a flashback. It was like pop, pop, pop. That was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like a flash on the screen. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think that was, it was perfect the way that was done. And, Mike, I need to put a pin on that for a second because I'm not familiar with that story. I mean, I've heard a lot about it. I didn't, I've not read it. I've not seen, I've not heard it, the audio of it. Kirby, have you, you guys have covered that episode. Yes, right? that we story. did. Now, let me ask you this. Does the Celestial Toymaker here, does the Toymaker in this feel like the same character that's in that story at all? It's been several years since we did that story. Uh, sort of. Um, and I did go back and I watched the official Doctor Who YouTube channel put out a, uh, a video just a couple of days ago. Or, no, actually, I think it was two weeks ago of the final that, game of the first Doctor and the Toymaker, hmm. which was interesting to watch where the Doctor won and how he won. So you might want to seek that out and yeah, watch I, it. I, yeah i definitely want to because i'm kind of curious as to whether because i got the impression during that sequence when they're first off face to face that at one point the toy maker loses the accent and he talks in this deep voice and it's not 
Neil Patrick Harris's voice. It's something else. And I was like, is he going for Michael Goh's voice on that? Like, yeah. it you know, I, I could I, I didn't know if Michael if when he played the toy maker, I didn't know if he went into accents and had a lot of fun with it as I well. I don't remember. Gotcha. I don't think I, he I, did. I, 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 I don't remember he, he did. Yeah, he he didn't do that. He was basically Michael Go playing Michael Go. Gotcha. He wasn't as, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't as manic and all, but that's I I think that's kind of a Russell T Davis thing cuz Oh sure. Sure. Cuz you know when the 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 master during the Russell T Davis era, you know, the actor later had said he wanted to play it more kind of like we saw him in the uh the, the final story for Capaldi. He wanted right, to be right. the more traditional master that he grew up with. Russell T. Davis wanted manic. So yeah. apparently he has a thing for manic. Yeah. Well, in the behind the scenes, he says, you know, it's really challenging to come up casting wise and character wise with a character and an actor who's going to go up against David Tennant as the doctor. Um, and I think uh, at least acting wise performance wise they're on par with each other here and that's mm-hmm. perfectly they're perfectly matched yeah. and i i you know i mean i know that we didn't see him die at the end but damn i i do hope that we see this match up again at some point because i just love i love this performance and i'd like to see more i'd like to find out more about the toy maker well, and he oh, says sure. something about how what what was it? His minions. My are minions are coming. His legions. No, his legions. legions. His legions, his legions, legions are coming. coming. Yeah, there's yeah. there's all sorts of like things coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, they, on, that's on my list. Don't yeah. worry, I've, it's I've got, coming. We've got some wait. notes on things that are coming. <laughs> Legit things coming are coming. Not that things that like have like people think might be coming, but things that legitimately RTD lays out here oh. going, yeah, these things are coming. Yeah. Anything I think that's coming, like I said earlier in the show, that's thrown out. <laughs> yeah. no, but, uh, yeah. but no, but you, but you were saying with the uh, finding the right combination, it wasn't just finding the combination for matching the doctor. Um, on one of the, the behind the scenes that they've been dropping on YouTube, they were talking about the perfect combination of fight of, of, getting uh uh the getting him to play the 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 toy maker and how difficult it would have been if they couldn't have gotten the right casting yeah when you watch when you watch the show um you know he he, you you got a guy who lit who legitimately does card magic and sleight of hand and all of this stuff and you don't realize the first time i was watching and i didn't realize how often when he's just like in the opening scenes and some of the others, he's never just standing still. He's juggling, yeah. he's flipping the things, he's doing all of this. And it it's it's a weird little thing to notice, but it adds so much to what they were building because he's always playing a game. Even if he's yeah. not playing somebody else, he's playing a game of some sort. He can't stop playing a game. And yeah, it would have been hard. something that would have been bleeped out, so it's okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh... and 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 it it would have been hard for for somebody else to for them to get somebody who would be doing all of that in the background and and making that feel the way it did. Mm-hmm. No, so, I, so, the so, casting was perfect for this. I, yeah, I, I, Neil I Patrick Harris also has a background in puppetry. He knows yes, he how to. How oh, to... yeah 
manipulate the marionettes. He did all that himself. I am. Oh, yeah. I am never playing cards oh. with Neil Patrick Harris. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, no, no, no. I actually own his card deck. <laughs> wow. Well, there you, you know go. he's got a signature card deck out. I did mm-hmm. not know. I didn't know that. Yes, he does. Yep. Wow. I so do it, amateur it, card magic. That's why so. we. Ha- that's why we have Jerry on the show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I loved how you know. They were playing, they were throwing the ball at each other right there, foreshadowing that it was also really awesome that how Donna got involved. And of course, Donna was the one with balls, you know, (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty cool. And the second most, you know, second oldest game, I didn't seek. And that was awesome. The halls. Just something out of, you know, yeah. Scooby-Doo or it actually, I was thinking about it, it was also the God complex of Doctor Who episode. Yeah, now, that's what it reminded yeah. me of. It's also kind of this play on the fact that how many times has Doctor Who episode stories of it, Doctor Who depended on using one hallway over and over and over again? Yes. <laughs> that's really save money. Just shooting it from different just, angles. Just and so we get, a, we get this really compressed version of that. I'm like, the only thing that was missing was like a quarry. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they, they do that in Angels Take Manhattan, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Over and over. Oh, they do. But, Running oh, through corridors. <laughs> exactly. But it was interesting, though, because when the door closed between the Doctor and Donna, that was right out of the, what was it, the girl who waited Yeah. with Amy and the 11th Doctor. Mm-hmm. There uh, were lots of callbacks to old stories. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a nice moment or an interesting moment actually between the two of them right before that, when the doctor is really struggling and he's like, I don't have my Sonic. I don't have my TARDIS. I don't have my toys. Like, you know, who mm-hmm. am I without my toys? No, that was a great. I'm and, not saying uh, that was it, earned, but it was interesting. <laughs> No, but there was a lot of times in this episode where it was Donna doing the picking up of the doctor. Yes. Yeah. I -hmm. I think that's on purpose because they are, RTD is really showing you like, yeah, this guy's on his last leg. He needs, Mm -hmm. he's using his companion to stand like, like he's leaning into his companion so much. I mean, I actually thought that was kind of an interesting juxtaposition to what they did with one of the more recent doctors as well in order to try to show how worn out he's become in recent years because the first Matt Smith episode was I don't have my TARDIS, I don't have my sonic screwdriver, I've got one hour to save the world, let's see if I can do it. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And but he's been through so much especially with Capaldi and what they several of the things they did that extended his time that yeah you can imagine he's more worn out right now than probably any incarnation and he's got that point where that optimistic energy is gone mhm no agree with that I agree with that completely and it's showing more and more on david's face through this episode yeah they did a really good job i mean he's got like the sort of this half beard you know he's he's he's, he's not shaven his hair hair, such that it is is a mess like i mean it's like i mean he he looks ragged like just he looks Mm -hmm. like i mean there's bags underneath his eyes like he's just looking like 
I mean, it, it, it is really like hammered home here. Um, uh, accelerated, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. based uh, you know, because even last episode, even while Bulanda, he didn't like, he didn't look this bad. I mean, he had some, some tough things, but he, it didn't, you know, show on his face that much, but, but, you know, uh, I give it to him. I mean, this is what, this is a story that RTD wants to tell. So, um, let him go. Exactly. And it was interesting. And then they touch on the stuff about the salt line from the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, then encase it in salt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's where my, I, I honestly did not think that would, we would see the effects of that so fast. So, uh, credit that to, was... um, uh, that one YouTuber as well as you guys. Uh, cause I, I just didn't any, anybody else who predicted that would open up the door for the toy maker. Cause I just didn't think we were going to get it paid off. That mm-hmm. It was a YouTube, uh, thing that I saw that, that where I heard that that was probably doing it. Yeah. It still doesn't make perfect sense to me but no. I'll, I'll, it's okay i'll i'll let it slide like yeah okay got that's it you know it was awesome and i also love that they then had two of the frippin creepiest scenes this whole <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it was I, let's talk about the david one first <laughs> and the with the doctor um finding the guy from the very opening of the show like pinned up against the wall. Oh my God, that was creepy. <laughs> and it was interesting. It looked awesome that he lost the game against, he ended up coming back to the toy shop um, and to complain about the puppet and the toy maker challenged into a game and he lost. And so then he was trapped. Then he, he became the puppet in a he way. He became the puppet. <laughs> oh, and then that scene with the whole the whole roof coming off and the the strings and everything. Yeah, yes. that, that was Nightmare on M Street right there. Yes, they, they did that. Yeah, we, back, backing up for half a second to where where he finds him on the wall. Yeah. Um it, it it's kind of it, I thought it was interesting the, the the particular imagery they used because it's kind of a similar thing they always talk about when somebody's playing that kind of dangerous game with you. It's like the spider luring you into the web. Mm-hmm. And he looked like a bug that had been stuck Captured. to a, a spider yeah. web yeah. and wrapped yeah. in. Wrapped up. Yeah. And it was a, that was the first thing I thought when he came in when and you saw that on the wall was I mm-hmm. half expected to see a spider or something until he started the doing CGI. whatever because that's what it was. The CGI was great for for the puppet and for the guy's head. But when they put David's head on it, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> it worked for me. It, took it worked me out for me. I thought it was. Bit. I still thought it was creepy. Oh yeah, it was totally creepy. No, I agree with that. But it it was fun, and that was what it was about. And that was an awesome scene. And then Donna's scene with the puppets. Yeah, with I mean, the pup- uh, the babies, the babies lowering the down. <laughs> yeah, the, the spooky babies. Yeah, and, I had to go back to to uh, watch that one with the subtitles on because <laughs> uh, the the rhymes. I needed to figure out all the rhymes. 
Oh, Donna's rhyme. Oh, it's just awesome. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do not get on Donna Noble's bad side, folks. Yeah. Just to watch Donna bash the heck out of a puppet, that made the episode worth it just right there. <laughs> and it's like, you know, do I hear anything else from you, babies? <laughs> the babies are just like backing off. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we're good. Uh, I, uh, the baby scene, um, the Stooky babies harken uh, back to a, a scene from uh, Barbarella as well. Where she gets attacked by little babies. Um, I think, though, I mean, when when the Stooky wife is like climbing up her, that is so creepy. Yeah. Uh, the design of those puppets. And I want to take this opportunity to give a shout out. All three of these specials, whether it's the Meep, or whether it was the robot in the second one, these puppets here, like puppetry and Doctor Who is just on fire. Like they, I, I give mm -hmm. a lot of credit to the puppet makers. Uh, they do interview, I think the, the puppeteers on, on all three of the uh, making ofs. It's the same guy, yeah. I think the head puppeteer and keep him on like, cause he is doing <laughs> a great job. And I, I'm glad to see, like, you know, not since I think Farscape was I have I seen like puppetry used in a science fiction fantasy show this well. No, agreed. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, and it was just, it was just awesome. Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if they were trying to go for a theme, but. Like I said, the, you see the one guy in, in the first thing that registered in my mind was a fly trapped by a spider. Mm -hmm. How did the babies descend down on Donna? Yeah. Yeah. Like they on, came on... slowly down like spiders on a web. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's that link between marionettes and, and, and spider webs, you know, like it's, it's really well done. And no. dolls are just creepy. Anyhow, there's an entire yes. genre in America, Japan, and England of creepy doll horror movies. Mm -hmm. that give people lifelong nightmares. Oh, very much so. Yes. And babies are creepy too. No, I can't say anything. Mine might hear me. And that just proves the point. He is fearful of his own babies. <laughs> they, might, it was... they might hear me. <laughs> It's interesting. Then we get the scenes with the toy maker that we've seen for almost a year now since they introduced, you know, that Neil Patrick Harris was going to be the toy maker, the whole thing with the, with the puppet show. And you've seen it, you've seen that scene, you know, over and over, but it was so well done. It was so well done. The whole scene, um, you know, him telling the tales of the companions that followed Donna. Yeah, that I hadn't seen that stuff before. I guess you know, not watching the trailers, or whatever. Well, no, um, not even the trailers in any of the promotional pictures. I hadn't seen that stuff before. So um, you, you um, haven't seen the picture of them introducing Neil Patrick Harris as. Yeah, but I hadn't know, seen him with the marionettes. No, not with the marionettes, no, but the, but just the stage. The stage. Mm, and that I don't, scene, I hadn't seen him with the stage. The only thing I'd seen was him uh, dancing in the street with the makeup and the oh. and the tux. That's the only thing I'd seen oh, before. Him, him, him in the clouds manipulating the strings. I remember seeing that in a couple of the bumpers. In the yeah, trailers. that was. Awesome. I didn't. I didn't. But I, I never. I don't think I ever saw the 
him in front of that stage. But was... I hadn't realized that the whole Moffat era, <laughs> I don't know if this is RTD like making fun of, of his buddy, Steven, but I didn't realize in the whole Moffat era that Moffat like pretty much killed everyone. Else. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's all right, I, I hadn't realized that. And then, you know, I mean, sure. The doctor, you know, is like, well, they got better, you know, and, well, that's and, okay and then. you know, yeah. The toy maker going, well, that's all right then. I, I just in thought it was like. An interesting in an American a, accent too. It was so well presented well yeah. done and uh like i said a pretty uh interesting shot there that uh that i like you know i've been studying we've been studying moffitt's era for a while and i'm like how come i never really noticed that he did that with his companions every time um i guess because the way that they quote unquote died and then lived on afterwards was always sort of uniquely different mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah and, and it became such a trope that nobody really dies and well and, yes that did too yeah. yes right <laughs> So yeah, well that's well, all right. I love, I love what I'm seeing right now. It's like how everyone was saying, "Oh, they brought up all the Moffat companions, but did they mention any of Jody's companions?" No, the plot. None. <laughs> you know why? Because they didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> like that wasn't the point. <laughs> that's why they didn't. That's why I didn't mention any. They of had Jody's to bring up Graham. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to see a marionette Graham? I mean. Of well, like, yeah, that goes without saying. Tough. But see, I think then, then, then that sort of eclipses everything else that's going on. Exactly. Yeah. You can't have Graham in there, and just nothing else would make any sense or mean anything after that. You wouldn't care mm-hmm. about by generation or anything. No, it would just be all, like you'd just Graham. be like going, "When is Graham going to get his own spinoff? Yeah. Exactly. When is Graham coming back? Yeah, exactly. So, we're, we're all hoping for that anyway. So I mean, obviously, okay. there, there will be a Graham spinoff. I mean, oh, how sure. can they not do that? <laughs> I, have, I have no doubt. No, of course not. Oh, Big no, Finish is doing the 12-part series. Yes. <laughs> a box set, of course. So it's going to be awesome. And I loved then the doctor, you know, challenged the toy maker to a game. And his face totally lit up. It, he completely changed and I was like, okay, again, and everything. And I love Donna was like going, he's going to cheat. He's, you know, and it's like, and both the doctor and the uh, toy maker both looked at Donna like, what? Cheat? <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, he toy maker didn't just look like what? If It's like toy maker looked like absolutely like someone had just farted at a proper dinner or something it was like <laughs> the look he gave her like like suggesting he was going to cheat was how, just beautiful how dare you sir you know you know that's interesting but some of the comments they were making while he was shuffling the cards was just real interesting because yeah, we find the, out that the toy maker's been around for a little while yeah the toy maker made the doctor's past into a jigsaw puzzle that was interesting. Yeah, timeless child. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking, wow, is that where the timeless child came from? Yep. And it's just like, oh, very, very interesting there. And then well, not not just the timeless child, but, you know, a jigsaw puzzle. And sometimes you have missing pieces. Where does that put the Ruth doctor? Exactly. If, if it plays with all of this. 
what what's going to get shaken up mm-hmm. 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 and we're going to talk a little bit about that after the we go through this because yeah there's stuff that rtd has said that we'll talk about uh but it's interesting also then they had of course about the master mm-hmm. and that he found the master dying and he then offered to play him a game the master lost, and now he's in the gold tooth. Ding. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which, was, which was awesome. So you have to think about which master was it. Was it the one we just saw at the end of Jody's Hero? The I'm, Power of the Doctor? I mean, we don't know. It doesn't matter. The fact that he... The fact that he said, you know, the thing about the jigsaw, and then right after that, he talks about the master, kind of lead me to believe that that's on the same, like, around the same time period. Like, so mm-hmm. it's the master that we last saw is what I understood. I have, that's the only rationale I have for that. But if they want to make more of it, they can, of course. Mm-hmm. So, and then we had the one who waits. The one who waits. The one who waits. Which the toy maker said, uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> the toy maker said that me. So <laughs> So yeah, we've got we've got someone big, someone or something big on the horizon. Uh and that you know, that's oh, RTD going that's RTD going, hey, uh something's coming. Mm-hmm. Is it, I, it is it the same uh entity that the meep was referring to as the boss who knows we don't yeah. know i i'm done guessing folks yeah Remember, exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean we, yeah. we we know or there's nothing in this episode to suggest that the meep was referring to the toy mis- the, the toy maker as the boss. yeah so even though i thought it was when when the meep first mentioned oh yeah that. i swore so we are, down last week we yeah. are left with three potential big bads to come uh in the in the hooniverse uh Hooniverse. which is uh you know the meeps boss he who waits and the legions of the toy maker like so we've yeah. got you know we've got uh three big things that are to come that we really know nothing about and they could be all linked but they're probably not mm-hmm. <laughs> it's well, the ronnie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll get to the Ronnie in in a minute, Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, that that's already so come up. Right, yeah, that's yeah. already come up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I well, I, I, the, I I have a different theory about who that was, but yeah. we'll get to it. I I almost want to know how many other people had the the mental short circuit that my daughter did when they when she threw when he threw that line out, and then there was he who waits, not going to do it, and she was like. The character from Loki. <laughs> it's a crossover. Uh, no, that's, that's he who remains. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're both time travel shows, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and, and they are like distributed the, uh, by the same company now. So yeah, the doctor. The doctor is now part of Secret Wars. It's okay. Yeah. And but, you know, and that, I, if it's if it's David, if it's Shooty, I don't care. Like teaming up with Tom Hiddleston, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a. I'll take that. Yes, and it's interesting. Uh, 
the toy make you know it was just interesting the card game and then david figuring hey you know two out you know we're tied now two out of three and did anyone um figure out whose face was on that king it was the toy makers yeah it was the it toy was... maker the original mm-hmm. and it, and it looked thought... kind of like michael gow yeah, yeah, it was Michael Gow. Yeah, that, that's, that's what, that's I, what thought. I thought when I was watching it. But uh, all over Instagram today, they were saying it was Matt Smith. No, no. it was Michael Gow. Yeah, no. I, I could have sworn it was I, the I original agree. toy maker. Yeah, me too. I yeah, I don't. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious, no. I mean, it was, cat, <laughs> it was it was a drawing, and they both kind of have angular yeah. features. Faces. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I think it was supposed to be the original toy maker because he was dressed up kind of in the fake Asian right. headdress yep. and yeah. robes. And I got exactly. That yeah. 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 And and it just seemed like, you know, if it's the toy maker's deck, yes, yeah. he's going to be the king. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah, he I was is. just about to say when he looked when he put it down, he literally said, I am the king. Yeah. And, exactly. and it's his card. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. I loved how the whole building turned into the collapsed into the box, though. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. so very well done. Yeah, that was a cool effect. Yeah, and it foreshadowed mm-hmm. the effect that we'll see later with when it yeah. unfolds itself. So that was well done. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. There's tons of foreshadowing in this episode, though. <laughs> be so I mean, much. that's it's it. It's called good writing, mm-hmm. and you know, I can't believe we're now like almost an hour into this, and we haven't passed Chibnall yet. <laughs> <laughs> By all means, Mr. Gordon, go for it. <laughs> We're trying not to think about Chibnall? Well, but I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we are so excited for these three episodes. Because, yeah. we, you know, you, sometimes you don't realize how thirsty you get in the desert, right? Like, you yeah. just don't know. And then, and then, you know, sudden, like, you're, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then you're just bathing in the waters and you're like, this is amazing. Um yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's perfect. Lord knows I have things, but. Um, uh, yeah, but there's a difference between having like little quibbles and and having just bad yeah. writing the whole way yeah. through. Yeah, well, I mean, eh, some of my quibbles aren't little, but um, but they're not like, you know, they're not <laughs> ginormous size, like, you know. Like no. Chibnall was, but uh, you know. So yes, we are now an hour in. We've had our Chibnall bash, and we can move on. <laughs> so now let's move on to back to the present day, over at uh, Unit Headquarters. And man, that was Avengers Tower. Avengers Tower. Yes. Well, so now we have to change it to. Meanwhile, back at Avengers Tower. <laughs> so we can change it to that. Okay. So. It was interesting, though, because I loved, you know, the doctor came back and, you know, gave Mel the box. And it's like, hold on to this. Don't open it. And I loved then, you know, the music started playing and the scene with the toy maker dancing throughout the 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 floor in the headquarters was just awesome. And, you know, a couple of them didn't survive that, though. When they that, turned the soldiers to balls. That was horrific. Oh. Yeah. Seeing the screaming faces on the balls was just like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, not a, he's, not, he's not a nice man. No. No. 
He's like as nice fun as as fun as this is, a nice person. You don't it, know if he's a man or a female. Actually, he's an element, right? Yeah, he's, he's, an, he's element. an element. Yeah. We're just wearing a face. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, but he's not. Yeah, it, he's not a nice element. Uh, he's 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 a bad element. Uh, no. He's but yeah, throughout all the fun of dancing and all that kind of stuff, because it is kind of it is really fun. It's manic, but it's you know it's got a it's got an agent of chaos, a Joker vibe to it. Oh. Yeah. Very much so, and, and and even the 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 deliberate choice of certain things, you know, he, as he's dancing through, and they start trying to shoot, they're suddenly shooting rose petals out, and rose petals are falling all over, and all of this is happening, and it's building and building, and rose petals are covering everyone, and I I, I think I saw in like one of the behind the scenes, somebody joked that like that was so he could have his American Beauty moment. And you oh, see he Neil, except, did. except until did I saw that, I didn't need, yeah, until I saw that, I didn't think of American Beauty. I'm looking at that. They're constantly shooting and just making more rose petals. It's red. It's like he's doing this thing and he's the villain and he's having this manic good time. But at the same pl- time, it's like the entire place is being covered by blood if that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Yes, I, I saw that too. Yeah, he's he's bathing in his enemy's blood, and this is the only, the only way they can really show it for kids. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> right. But, but the one scene where they show it from the top and look down, I was like, "That's American Beauty right there." Yeah, uh, and, he's making, but he's making, you know, snow oh, angels, rose yeah, angels, yeah. blood angels, whatever but you yeah, want to call them. Yeah, it's very American but, I mean, Beauty. It it, it, it almost was. made. Yeah, it almost made him more scary, though, with with that aspect, because it's like he's doing it as rose petals. But it's almost like he was just letting them know this is if I wanted to, this is what I could do. This is what I could have done to you. I can wipe you all out just like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, very much so. And, you know, throwing, you know, spinning Kate into the wall Mm -hmm. and same thing. And then with Mel. You know, it was just like, wow. You know, it's just like, oh, that would be kind of dark if they killed off Mel right there. <laughs> yeah. Well. And it's just like, oh, okay, fitting in, but, you know, better than, you know, going off with glitz, you know. A unit doesn't <laughs> have anybody wearing actual red shirts, but there are plenty of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we lose a lot of unit. That oh, are... we do. Oh, yeah. my God. When they went out to the gun. When he was out there, and they, they said, "Where's my soldiers?" Oh, they're still falling. And then thud. And then thud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was just like that was dark, and it was just like yes. And then, of course, David tried to do the thing he did with the master: travel with me, come. You know, we can be celestials. That went over like lead balloon. Actually, I think he was almost convinced. I mean, it was very convincing. And uh, I I thought that uh, I thought it was, you know, an interesting proposition. And and, because I love the way it started where he goes, you know, he's he he goes, I can't believe you're so small. Like why? Like you have the ability to do all of this and you're wasting it by doing this like what the you know and he makes him feel and and it and it looks like it makes it has an effect like he's like 
really going like really taking him to town on it. And I, I really appreciated that. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It was very, very David well done. David is really, 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 I don't, you know, this might come as a surprise to people, but David is so good. Yes, he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I loved when they were pointing the laser at the different people, you know, that was just, well, you know, it's like, oh, wow. Real, real quick, playing off of something Michael said, because I'm just curious sure. what the four of you think. Um, it's like David's really, really good. And I remember when it went with the Netflix Marvel shows, everybody was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to see the villain as villain. And he comes in as the purple man. And that's all people could see because of the way he was doing it so well. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. he comes back for this. And I felt like it's not just because David himself is older and he's got pr- different perspective on it. I felt like he was playing this doctor very differently than his original doctor. And it was like, you're looking at David, but I never felt like I was looking at his doctor from before. He played no, I never it so felt well. Like it was the, I yeah. never felt like it was the 10th doctor. There was a, there was a couple yeah. things that, I mean, yes. I mean, there was a lot of things that were familiar, you know, his use of Alonzi and, you know, his smile and everything like that. But then there was other things I, to be honest with you, I was really concerned. I didn't mention it in the, 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 the first two specials because I was like, I'm just going to wait and see what's going on here. Because it did seem like uh, the 14th Doctor was uh, showing some traditionally feminine attributes. And I was like, please don't tell me that he's just feeling this way or you're doing this because he was just a, a, a woman. Like, don't, don't do that, Russell. And... I, I looking now that I know the whole picture that Russell's telling, I, I can see that I, I don't think that's what he was, he was implying. I think it was just that, you know, the doctor's tired. He's more open to things. There's a couple of times and the, and the, the 10th, um, the 10th doctor did this too. He would snap occasionally and he would become like, like a really like a vengeful God at some certain times. Like, you know, you want to take it to a higher authority. There is none. Like that's the 10th doctor. He gets, he can get angry sometimes in this one. He just snaps at people. Um, there's that one scene in unit when he snaps at uh, uh, the scientists. All of humanity. Uh, when he's like, yeah. no, well, not, but there's that. But then when he goes, Oh, cause you're so clever. Like, you know, she's like, I don't know why this is not working. Oh, because you're so clever. They can't get past you. Like, you think you're so smart. And I'm like, damn, that was, I don't know if that was called for. And then, yeah. yeah, And then the other scene, like you were saying, Jerry, um, that, you know, when he talks about, you know, whereas, yeah, that signal is in there. But look, the bad stuff that's happening is all you. It's all humans. You're all capable of this. And he goes on a tirade that I was like, damn, like he is mad at us. (laughs) He's he's more chastising. Yeah. That tirade kind of reminded me a bit of what, how Eccleston was at the beginning. You know, how, you know, oh, look at you. You're you're just big apes. Yeah. You big stupid monkeys, you know, that's yeah. I mean, but there's a, there's a cuteness to like, there's a sort of like fondness that he does. Like even in wild Blue yonder, like when he's telling Donna, like, Oh, your human brain can't accept this yet. You know, you just can't, um, you know, there's sort of a, a kindness, but in, in this one, he just, and I guess he it's because it. he's so exhausted that he's just snapping at people. 
Um, and we do get, you know, elements of that here where he just, you see the rageful being that the doctor can be at times. And it's, it's quite frightening. Oh, yeah, very I, much so. Yeah. Cause yes, I was just curious because, um, we knew when the regeneration happened, we kind of knew what was coming. And then we saw David Tennant returns and then we knew the to the toy makers coming. And I know a lot of people were speculating, well, particularly because the clothes changed, you know, is this a real regeneration? Was, did something happen? And now 10 has been brought back. And mm -hmm. now after seeing all three specials, it's like, I, I I'm firmly in the, this is not 10. This is for, he's yeah. played it yeah. so differently. And so, well, this is legitimately 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't feel that way so much in Star Beast. I mean, I saw flashes of it, but as it went along, you could see more and more. I feel like he, he was playing it as, I mean, he's much more touchy-feely in these episodes. And I think the implication is that he's touch-starved. I mean, he's like, he's, you know, all hurt, no comfort. And yep. he's just at, at the end of his rope. Yeah. And that's what I was saying, Mary, because I was afraid that they were that that Russell was saying, well, of course, he's more touchy feeling now because he was a woman in his last incarnation. I'm like, please don't do that, Russell. Please don't do that. Like I said, that's why I didn't really say anything, because I was waiting. And I'm glad to report that, you know, I see what Russell's doing now. And it's not because of that. So that's yeah, no. Yeah, I he, mean, he, he, they did so many hurt. things. Chibnall did so many things to undermine Jody's run, I think, that he wasn't even yeah. aware that he was doing, that I was afraid Russell was going to do the same thing. And I don't think, I, at least it, not intentionally, I don't think he's done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, it, nope. it, it turned out he's he's hurt and he's more touchy-feely and more like that. He's hurt and he's reaching out for comfort. Yes. Nope. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah, he's reaching out in the, kind of the only way he knows how. Yep. Which is That's going true. back to what's familiar and comforting to him. Yep. But why did his clothes change? <laughs> so, so I mean, yeah. so now that's we're... A, that's a show on its own there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why, why doesn't Shooty have pants? I mean, you know. If you look, because they, yes. they, they yeah. split what they were wearing. Like, yeah. they, like you no, know, Wonder no, Wearing... I get, yeah. I get yeah. why. I mean, we get the answer to the age of legs. We get the answer to the age-old question. Does the doctor wear briefs or does he wear boxers? We get that answer here. This is important. This is, this is important anniversary yeah. stuff, people. Yep, exactly. We found out that 14 then was commando under the that. culmination so, of the yeah. whole special. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yes. So all that yeah. said, Mike, we are on the brink of discussing, like on the brink of the of talking about that. <laughs> we might as well jump in with both feet. <laughs> Now, now, let's, now let's settle the, in for the three laser, hours. Gets the laser right into the chest. Hmm. Now, I, I was rather uh, startled that it happened so early. And I had heard, uh, it's, it's only 42 minutes into the story. Yeah, I'm going, wait a second. And I had heard none of the rumors I had heard later that uh, the bi-generation was out there. That people had been talking about it. Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast, actually. How dare you, Kirby? How dare you not listen to every episode? I, you know what, Kirby? I don't blame you because I hardly listen to them. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. No, I'm the one asked to listen to them over but yeah, and was, over and over. It was over interesting because none of us liked the idea of the split before, no. but the way they did it was brilliant. It yeah, was brilliant. I have I got to no say, problem with they, it. they won me over. I am. 
not completely won over. Okay. We'll get into that in a bit. But I, I cannot, I cannot fault the execution. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I love brilliant I from lo- the beginning. But it was funny the first yes. time. I, the first yes. time I watched it, and you know, and then he, you know, started glowing and everything. And Mel and you know Donna ran up to him and everything. And he didn't change. And I said again, come on. <laughs> It's like, no, we've been there before. We did that already. And then he says, no, something's different. And I love it. Pull. It's like, oh, God, they're doing a big pull my finger, you know, finger joke or something. <laughs> and I, I'll, it, it's funny because he's like, could you could you pull? And, you know, Donna at times gets this face. This She makes this <laughs> face like like you're just insulting her at the same time as like informing her and it's just she does it better than any i don't know anybody else other than Catherine tates that makes this face but she, she just goes what like like she's <laughs> she's trying to, she doesn't understand when she's insulted at the same time and she's like it it's just so donna uh, mm-hmm. i love it no and it was super well done nice to have and, Mel on the other side too though another, another companion was nice to have on the other side it was nice to have two of them. It could have been Kate, though, or, or it could have been, you know. Eh. But it, it, I think it's, it was more special having the two of them. Yeah, and two I companions loved it. for sure. Yes, and I loved the introduction of Shooty, and right there, he commands the screen. Oh, absolutely! I mean, he pulls oh, yeah. it down with so. David Tennant without a problem. Yeah, yeah. He held his own, not a problem, and I loved. When they split, you got that scene we've seen in the trailer since last since the last year. What the hell is going on here? And because you saw in the trailer, there was clouds behind them. Because mm-hmm. Russell kept on saying they can't show the actual scene, right? You know mm-hmm. the way it is because it'll ruin what's going on. Now it explains it. We were all predicting, oh, he's at the crossroads where the old doctors were, you know, in the power of the doctor. And it's like, nope. This is is awesome. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see that, the crossroads thing anymore. Anymore, no. (laughs) And I I kept thinking that was was more proof that the, the whole regeneration was something the Toy Master had engineered. And Shooty's doctor was stuck in this limbo. And at some point mm-hmm. there would be communication and it's like, no, nope, they just, they did the same thing they did to the Hulk slash Hulk buster in the Avengers Endgame trailers. They just yep. screwed with the imagery and let us all think completely <laughs> wrong things. Yep. Thanks AI. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't trust anything. Yep, exactly. But I loved how they split the costumes between the two of them. <laughs> that was well, so well I'm, done. I'm glad that you know there was they were they were both well covered. Yes, <laughs> I have to say, Shooty's probably the most beautiful doctor we've ever had. <laughs> oh my yes. god! Yes, I Wait, fully you, agree. With me, that. You mean still beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's modest. <laughs> it's like not really. <laughs> the, the moment they both turn and, and say it exactly the same time we want to play a game yep. to the toy maker that is such a commanding moment and they both carry it off yeah. oh so brilliantly that was just that was awesome i love mm-hmm. 
I loved them playing it. I loved, you know, hey, we're on the same side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Got a little over, over anxious there. And I loved I, watching the behind the scenes. And Shooty kept on saying in the behind the scenes, I kept on dropping it. So they had to show me just having the ball in my hand. <laughs> the palm it in my hand. <laughs> exactly. I, I thought one thing with the bi-generation was interesting. And I think it helped. It helped kick Shooty off stronger, more established, faster. Letting him be full doctor is, this is the first regeneration we've seen in like forever and a day where we don't have to go through an entire story of confused, regenerating, struggling doctor. It's like, he's a hundred percent and instant full doctor persona. Oh, very much so. Yeah, you don't have them, you know, am I a good man or, you know, or, you know, I don't know who I am, you know, and everything. He's, he had it right out from the very beginning. And that was awesome. And, and the confidence that came funny. off of him was just awesome. It's not anywhere that I could see after rewatching it um, the second time. It's not anywhere actually in the episode, but in the commentary for the episode that's available only on, I guess, iPlayer. Uh, but I was reading about it afterwards from someone who uh, sort of leaked it. Russell T says, this is this by generation not only affects 14 and 15, but it affects every single regeneration that the doctor has been under. So that is why you can have older doctors now uh, appear in those uh, tales of the TARDIS thing um, and, you know, the curator and et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't go into that much detail, but he does say that this has ramifications for every single incarnation. Um, I, I, I don't think that's absolutely necessary Uh, to me that, that poses more questions than it answers, but I'm glad they didn't, they didn't put that in the episode because I don't, I don't think it's essential to the story, but it just, I don't know. It's one of those things that I I don't, I don't know. It just, like I said, to me is a concept that I'm like, I don't know what this means. So whatever. When when I saw somebody else posting the quote and talking about it and I, I took, from from the quote when it was put up with the thing that I saw, I think he what he what he was saying was there was always the possibility for that. So he was almost playing with the idea of like multiverses. There's there's somewhere out there there's a Tom Baker and Peter Davidson split. So there's the older Tom Baker, or this one and this one split. So there's the older, almost like he was discussing like theoreticals of a multiverse. Right. Which, and I yeah. think it's, I think it's he's using it to open a door so that we get to see more appearances by former doctors that are now played by actors that are older. Um, so, I mean, maybe he's got plans for it other than the Tales of well, the Tardis stuff that we've already seen. Yeah. Well, a few weeks ago, he said Tales of the Tardis is canon. Yeah. Yeah. So well, beyond beyond that, I. I and it may be just it. Well, it may just be me because I I didn't mind, but I didn't love the timeless child concept and the idea that you've had like dozens and dozens and dozens of doctors before Hartnell. Um, right. So 
Yeah, I'm wondering if that also opens the door to um, Joe Martin's doctor is an alternate split. Ah. Mm. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, who knows at I this mean, point? I mean, use it to justify that. I don't know if he will, but he yeah, could. Because that also would explain like one glaring problem that I had with that story that was she's before Hartnell, but her TARDIS is a blue police box. The police box, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, although the interior looks very much like Hartnell's. Yeah, yeah, it's just it, you know, it's sometimes I think you know it's best just to leave these things go and then just move on, but instead of trying to because we saw that. You know, Moffat did that with Clara, having her yeah. like sort of interfere with all the doctors beforehand. And it's just to me, it, it falls flat. Like it just like yeah. it's it just not necessary. It's just annoying. It, yeah, it just feels like it's yeah, it's not necessary. Like I didn't I've never looked at like, you know, um, uh, what's the one with uh, the fifth doctor and, and 10 uh, time Time crash? Time crash. Time crash. Yeah. Time crash. I didn't yeah. look at that and be like, oh my God, that can't be canon. And I am, I'm so upset. It's so horrible. I can't get my head around it. I just went like, this is fun. Like, like yeah. this is yeah. fun. Like, you know, when I see the curator mm-hmm. in the 50th, I don't go, my, it doesn't break my brain. Instead, I just go, this is fun. I love it. I, I, I'm getting emotional. Good on you guys. And so to try to come up with sort of an in-universe way that this stuff should happen or could happen, I just don't think it's really necessary at all. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't, and you know, there are reasons that I'm not a big fan of the bi generation, um, which we can get into later, but um, uh, it's, it, that just compounds it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I well, that think, could make all the big finish now. Yeah. Canon because they're, those are, you know, split off doctors. Yeah. But the big finish isn't Canon now. They, they've established in this story, they established that Big Finish is not canon because here he says this is the second time he's meeting the Celestial Toy Maker. And we know in Big Finish, he's met him several times. So, they're, of times, yeah. They're, yeah. so therefore, none of those stories in Big Finish must be canon because guess what? This, this is the second <laughs> although, time he met them. Although Paul McGann's uh, doctor in Changing to the War Doctor gives a toast to his companions who only exist in Big Finish. Well, so I I think they're doing like some are. Yeah, yes. I mean they're picking and choosing. I yeah. mean it like, yeah, like they're but, they're not, you know, but like yeah, I mean the fact that the fact that the eighth doctor yeah. mentioning them means that everything in Big Finish is yeah. canon is just, you know, that was just wishful thinking for a lot yeah, of but, Yeah, it doesn't matter but, anyway, because no. they can make anything yeah. canon or not canon at any yeah. time, whenever they want. Absolutely. <laughs> like arguing but, canon and Doctor Who is just, just pointless. Like, yeah. 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 Is like, but I mean, <laughs> to some degree, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's like, I think sometimes a lot of concepts should become, you know, Bruce Wayne's brother. Oops, this isn't no, working. Sorry. Let's never mention it again. And eventually most people forget about it. But I think that's a lost battle these days because everybody goes to the internet and you get entire forums devoted to what about this? What about this? What about this? And it never dies anymore. So nope. I, I, I don't feel, I, I, I don't envy some of the writers and some of the people that have to do this because they should be able to just kind of go, man, we screwed that up so bad. Can we just, let's never mention it again. But unlike 30 years, 40 years ago, now it's like, 
it will live for the next 20 years on the internet and people are, will just get more ravenous about you have to explain this yeah but i mean that's a that's a minority of fandom um so i don't think any creators really look at that and go like and it stops them i certainly don't think it stops russell t russell t yeah, is just I'm like just do what he wants russell t is like i'm gonna do what i want and if you guys are talking about it good because you're talking about my show yeah. exactly <laughs> No touché, publicity touché. is bad publicity. Yeah. Exactly. In his, well, I don't know if that's the case, but. <laughs> I only like, I only really like the bi generation in, in the way we're talking about it right now for one reason, but I think since that's a theoretical, that's like a few minutes from now or whenever you wanted to do those. We'll get to it towards the end. Yeah. All right. So basically the toy maker lost, he dropped the ball. How about that? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of on the nose, like, oh, he dropped the ball. Like, that was very anticlimactic, in my opinion. Well, Well, since the two doctors had something behind them (laughs) to make it it easier. It would bounce off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. But the toy makers, all in all being, he could have just floated into the air and caught it, too. Exactly. Like, it seemed like. Yeah, it, it didn't. It really is really anticlimactic. I didn't. I was like, really? He just kind of missed it. Like, eh. I mean, he's not even. He's not even like a human body. Like, <laughs> but I mean, whatever. He had to lose, so it's okay. Yeah, but I think actually, I mean, I'm not sure it really worked as well as it could have. But I think actually, what Russell T was trying to do was to say this whole thing is pointless. Sure. It's a game of catch. It's completely mm-hmm. pointless. Everything the the toy maker does and come up comes up with is completely pointless. And so it yeah. doesn't matter that uh, you know it's actually kind of fitting that it's just so anticlimactic. Yeah, but it's also like I said, a a, a, a staple of RTD where he's like, you know what? Um, yeah, I brought up the whole like live broadcast, the first video broadcast thing. That's kind of cool. I brought up, the, I brought back the Celestial Toy Maker. That's kind of cool. But the story I'm really telling is a story about a doctor who's getting old and needs to retire. Like that's the story I'm telling. So everything else is secondary. And mm-hmm. and it, you know, I don't mind it because the the main story is is compelling enough. But I mean, it is like it's kind of like the ones where we talk about like, oh, well, that's really fun, but the the villain or the monster is weak. You know, it's like, well, oh, in this case. I think the Celestial Toymaker could have been developed more, and uh, I wish he had been, but it's not the main point of that Russell T was trying to bring. No, not it at was all. Just the, it was just the sort of the, the rose-colored flowers <laughs> that was decorating <laughs> the episode. He was, laying, he was being used to lay green groundwork for what's coming up in the series, too, in a lot of ways. I mean, sure. I mean, we can, yeah. I mean, sure. It's not, it's a never-ending I mean, that's of the beauty course. of, you know, hopefully, as, as, as you guys mentioned, hopefully that's meant, I mean, this will never end. Yeah, of course. And, but that's the fun thing, you know, when they beat him and he folded, got folded up and everything nice and neat and put into the box. I found it funny that the only thing that survived was the gold tooth, you know? Yeah. Well, well you know, Master's that always almost, looking to make a break. Yeah. I just <laughs> that, figured that, that almost was sort of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's just like, I'm not doing that. Master <laughs> always comes back. That, yeah. that almost sort of, I mean, I know they had to do it in order to 
apparently bring the master back and they completely did like that that was literally the scene, scene. from his yeah. funeral pyre scene yep. and yeah. grab the ring but mm-hmm. that that almost sort of made sense because he turned the ma- he he traps the master puts him in a gold tooth and keeps it that was something from this universe so as he's collapsing away that remains in this universe pops off of him yeah mm-hmm. good call, so there, there's some kind of internal logic in that <laughs> russell's got his logic hat on for that <laughs> uh, and then exactly. you know we get an ending that's very flashy. So do you want to speculate about who was picking up the gold tooth it's dale arden right it's dale arden (laughs) i mean it's it's just the same scene as the end of flash gordon where you know a girl's a woman's hand picks up ming's ring and you hear this mean laugh so it's like yeah it's the same and and whoever it is they were standing on the air off the edge of the platform (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. that's what i was thinking i'm like wait a minute So it has to be a member of the Fantastic Four then. Okay, got right. it. I didn't, I didn't catch this the first time. The second time I caught like, oh my God, he's got like, I think there are like six masters laughing in the background. Uh, yeah. Like, I think I hear Missy. I think I hear Delgado. I think I hear really? like, I'm like, this is have... awesome. Yeah. I didn't hear that. I'm, now you get me. I've got it playing up watch here. Watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, the the horror! We have to watch it again. You, to check you it have out. to watch it again. I'm so sorry, Kirby. You know, my heart goes out to you. So uh, I've seen it three times already, and I don't mind watching again. Now, the I uh, my theory is that it's the Duchess who is a an upcoming villain. Mm, interesting. Could be, and played by the same actress who played uh, uh, oh Anne Torchwood that oh, got killed me. in. The- she played Susie. Susie, yeah. Uh, and, uh, interesting. They keep killing Susie. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I uh I mean, yeah, we all know it's the Ronnie, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's the Ronnie. It's definitely the Ronnie. <laughs> I've, I've been saying that since oh, Missy showed up and they haven't given me the Ronnie yet, so <laughs> no. I've been wanting the Ronnie to come back for a long time. <laughs> so it was interesting, oh. and then you know we got everything ra- started wrapping up. So, All right, help. My, okay, real before we do that, the, my favorite scene in all three specials happens right before we, you know, right before you're talking about we wrap things up a bit. Um, Fourteen is at the edge, kind of looking. Donna and fifteen come over, and David looks more exhausted than we've ever seen him in his entire life. Yeah. And 15 just says, come here. And he gives him a hug and I'm just getting emotional thinking about it because it, 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 it made me weep. I think it was so earned and it was so for me, so emotional because I mean, we've seen several like doctors interact with one another and usually they're like Spartan, like they're, they're like, you know, they're at each other's throats or whatever, and they're giving each other crap. This is one that's just like he understands what this doctor's going through, what he's been through, and what he needs. And it it defines I mean, Shooty's doctor is a hugger, right? Like, I mean, we see that in the first like like 
few minutes that he's in there or the last few minutes yep. that he's in there. And I'm like, this is a different doctor. I love this guy. I love mm -hmm. this guy. I love mm -hmm. this guy. It gives him a little kiss on the forehead. I was just like, this is, this is so beautiful. This is such a beautiful moment. Um, yeah. It brings tears to my eyes. It, just thinking about it. I, it's the only time I cracked up like, you know, uh, during the whole thing. Yep. No, it was a wonderful, wonderful scene. And all the scenes but with the two of them, yeah, like you said, Mike, you always have doctors corporate with each other or they just don't like, you know, they, they, they're trying to outdo each other in a lot of ways. Yeah. You never, you never felt that with these two. At well, all. I mean, there's just some joyful, there's some banter and some sparring for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're playful. But, but, you know, he also, he also knows that because it's we it comes out later that because fourteen does what he does, which is rests and takes care of himself and stops running for a while and and heals, it allows fifteen to be the doctor that he is, and it, it it's really it's one of those weird, weird timey wimey things, but yet it's so essential I think to the story that Russell's telling here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that line. Well, we did rehab out of order. Yeah, exactly. Of course we did because you're the doctor. <laughs> exactly. And I thought that was perfect. I thought that was really, really well done. Uh, you know, I liked the idea, you know, how they, you know, they had the, the energy from the toy maker still to <laughs> be able to not use the giant hammer to make another TARDIS. Magic wand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was fine with it. Well, yeah, I was fine with it. It was better than them planting a seed in the ground and growing oh, a garden. Yeah. Well, and it's it, and it kind of again. I don't know if it he actually logically thought of it, but it kind of made a logical sense. The doctor won the game, but only one of the doctors said, "Here's my prize." Right. So when it was time, yeah. he was still owed a prize. So that energy was still there waiting for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, every TARDIS, every TARDIS has a little cabinet underneath the the yeah. walkway with a giant hammer in it. You know, but where else would you keep your giant hammer? I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I they they led me to believe anyway that that was from their first meeting. It might have been. I don't because we never really saw the 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 toy maker with a hammer in this. Story. No. So uh, it's like this is what he won Possibly. the first time or something. Because there's there's lots of circus stuff, yeah. uh, in in the original story. Yeah. Yes, lots of circus stuff, and uh, there's also a clown named Clara. Yes. <laughs> oh, I I was like that was one of my theories. I was like, nope, do not mention that one. Mike. <laughs> do not mention that one on the podcast. No, I we're not going to go there. But I've. I thought it was it was a great, you know, splitting off and now they, you know, the fifteenth doctor's gonna continue and now the fourteenth doctor's gonna go hang out with Donna and the family and everything. And tell except eyebrow when stories. Off, except when he's <laughs> taking uh Rose off to uh Mars. To Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mel to New York. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I thought the doctor couldn't go to New York anymore because of Rory and Amy. No, he just can't go to that spot. That okay. time right. That that time period. That yeah. time period. 
because she's dead. Exactly. Well, that's all right then. Well, that's all right. Then. <laughs> that's all right then. Yeah. Oh, one of the <laughs> best. But one of the best. But that's all right then. Was about Adric. That's all. <laughs> oh god yeah they're really pushing the adric <laughs> yeah they mentioned adric i mean for for you know people who are looking for references i mean shooty and 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 david go through a whole like two minute thing where they're bouncing stuff off each other and you're like okay check off like that's there, there there's that story there's that story there's that story the key <laughs> to time there's like every like almost every doctor is represented with a, some sort of event that they've that they're oh, trying yeah. to know. Even brought did, up did River Yeah, even did River gets the, a mention. Mm-hmm. Did you see the post that Sadie Miller made uh, that she was really appreciative of uh, her mom's character being mentioned? Yeah, yeah. I that yeah. that moved me too, and especially that, that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. that that wasn't no. just a mention in passing. That was Sarah Jane, and it was like that long pause, and I really yeah. loved her. Yeah. yeah, and the other one saying, "I loved her." You know, like I'm the same. We're the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> like we, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we all we all loved her. Everyone loves Sarah Jane. Absolutely. Yeah, She's it was. My best friend. Mm-hmm. And you know, I thought I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a good ending. And I'm now looking forward to the Christmas special. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Looking yeah, forward. The, the trailer for the Christmas oh. special looks so much fun. I don't know why it's not on Disney Plus. I don't know what mm-hmm. they're doing over there. But um but you know, I did watch Disney wa- Plus it, 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 put out a teaser trailer of their own. Did they? Yeah, yes, they uh, did. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen that for the Christmas yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, for the Christmas. Uh, I mean I get you know, I, I watched I watched one. It was on YouTube or whatever. I think it was from the BBC and um and I was like, yeah, this, this guy's different. This guy's really different. And I, I never thought it. I would ever see I the doctor it. at a rave. I know. <laughs> this guy's got a jukebox. He likes to dance. He likes to play music. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. I was surprised that they put out that. I was surprised they put out that whole song. Oh, from, for the, uh, for the elves or whatever. Yeah. The goblins. Yeah. Well, the goblins. goblins yeah. Or, yeah. I was surprised they put that out too. All right, theories so, now. Comments. So the so the doctor, uh, so RTD did did it was a it was the landmark episode. It was a landmark achievement, you know, doing the regeneration this way, the bi generation. I think uh, I think he handled it really well. I think he did it really well. He executed it really well. It moved me. It was fun. It was inventive. Uh, I I can't fault david i can't fault shooty they're both great but leaving uh leaving 14 sort of to just chill out on the planet really gave me uh dark knight rises vibes and i didn't care for it and i feel like you know i don't you know everybody's like oh well the doctor's retired the doctor's right no he's not no we no. all know that doctor no, that no, we're no. gonna get 14 doctor adventures oh yeah um and and I really feel like it undercut Shooty. I was worried about this. I still feel like it could happen. I feel it's a safe bet. It's a cowardly act. I, yep, I said it. It's. I feel like it's a cowardly act. Um, and I think RTD did the best that he could with it. But um, I, I just, I don't care for it. I don't care for it. I don't care for it. I, I'm, I'm going to stay open-minded about it. I mean, oh, I, am I too. feel like Shooty is so strong on his own, especially after seeing him uh, interact with 
with Tenet at the end of the giggle that I'm not as worried about it as I was. I shared your worries. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. I know um, we talked about it, right? Yeah. But, and, and I'm not saying that I'm completely convinced that that won't happen, but I do think Shooty is an extremely strong actor on his own. He's already embodying the doctor. So I'm not as worried about it as I was before. And I, it's hard I, I not to be happy about getting more Doctor Who. No, no, absolutely. It's like, it's like you know, for everything that I said, you know, when they show, like, the further adventures of Doctor and Donna or whatever that eight word title spinoff is going to be. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm, Lady Vastra like, and Jenny. Yeah. Uh, I wish, Jerry. I, you know, it's, it's like, I'm going to watch them. I know I'm going to watch him and I'll probably enjoy them. I love David Tennant watching and, and watching him play the doctor. And I like his, his take on 14 and uh, you know, I, I enjoy them a lot. So I'm, it's not coming out of a place that I never want to see David Tennant play the doctor again. It's just that I just feel like, um, you know, I felt, I saw it happen with Jody and I just don't want it to happen to shooty where they just get undercut. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just feel like if the doctor should be the doctor um, and you can have some fun doing some other things occasionally, but let's not make any mistake. I, I, Mary, I hope that it works out that way. But if we get a David Tennant series next year, then I'm going to be disappointed. I think it's going to be a couple of years before you get it, though. Yeah, I doubt it would be next year. I think it'd be more likely to be 2025. But I mean, yeah. you know, who knows? Yeah. And, I mean, you know, it would be fine to have like a special or two every year or so or, you know, have it do like a Marvel show, you know, have it be, you know, not a, a miniseries. Yeah, like, exactly. Like Loki, you know? Exactly. But for exactly. all those people who are, you know, all those people who are closed minded, you know, this gives them a doctor. And I, I hate that. I hate that. It was like, you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we sort of have turned Graham into the sort of weird figure that he is, is because he had no business being on that TARDIS, just like um, it was just a safe bet. You know, it's it's it screams safety uh, in a, on a corporate level that it doesn't feel organic. Well, my my thing with by generation and, and playing off of all of this is um, the one thing I liked about it is it can it kind of works with some of the established continuity what they've done in a weird way i don't want to see a david tennant series with this guy with it with this doctor i wouldn't mind one or two specials here and there if the specials have a legit purpose i think shooty is going to do such a good job that mm-hmm. that we don't and it's not Chibnall. It's a different showrunner. I had my yeah. I had my issues uh, um, with Russell, particularly towards the end of Tennant's original run, where he started getting a little out there and a little off. But he handles these things a lot better. And I, I personally, I wouldn't mind one or two specials down the road that maybe set fourteen off to where. We're never going to see him again because where I was saying in my head, canon, the, the by generation works because it created an explanation. And 
I've act, I, I thought it was super clever, and now I've seen like about a hundred other people coming up with it. Um, this is the first time we've ever seen a doctor take on an old face before. In 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 actually happening that way, but it's not the first time we've seen a doctor with an old face. Right. He's going to outlive Donna and the rest of the family. He's a time yeah. lord. Well, eventually, we, we think so. We don't know. No, yeah, he well, is. But, yeah, it's I mean, not, he has he the is. potential to, but he could die at any time. And does he regenerate when he dies? Yeah, it's, probably. It's does time he lords. regenerate? I mean, are we just going to? Is it exponential? No. Or are we just going to keep? Well, does he regenerate in the sixteen? I mean, the Toymaker even brings that up. Yeah, exactly. You know? But I, I hope he doesn't. But my, my thought is eventually, you, if this doctor continues on, I don't want to see his stories, but you can, they can at least reference it eventually. He's going to outlive them. Now he's going to want to figure out what to do. But if he's settling into that different life that he's been missing out on, the safest place for him to go is in the past few decades because he doesn't have to be a big doctor still because the younger doctors are taking care of all of the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to save the world, but he would the TARDIS usually takes the doctor sometimes where he needs to go. What if the TARDIS takes him back to the opening of some tiny little museum that's just found itself in a rock and a hard place because it's lost its presenter and its curator? And you eventually find him having to take that museum spot and having to be there because how did those portraits from the 50th anniversary get to the museum? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the doctor that has to do this and eventually becomes the doctor who revisits a few old faces because those portraits have to be there. Because if those portraits aren't there, you don't That's have the revelation. Yep. Yeah, you don't have the revelation. You don't say, because when we met the doctor, our first three doctors had the weight of the world and tormented souls because they thought they killed their own people. Mm-hmm. And then we got that special, and it's no, it's not Gallifrey Falls or no more. It's Gallifrey Falls no more, mm-hmm. and they saved Gallifrey. Those things have to be there, and they showed us Tom Baker as, you know, the great curator. Well, what if that's 14's future? Mm-hmm. What if that's Four's future? I mean, now that I mean, David's written uh, RTD's written it so that it can be Four's future. Um, we don't. Like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not as interested in like, you know, patching up old plot holes or, or things than I am like moving forward. But, you know, I think the other thing that just kind of, uh, as, 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 and as innovative and as well executed as this was, I cannot help but think, oh my God, we've kind of seen this before, you know, a, a David yeah. Tennant doctor that goes that lives happily ever after with his companion, like, Oh, RTD's done this before. Like we've already, I've already seen memes where there's like how many David Tennant doctors out there. (laughs) (laughs) Have have you seen the meme that's for the 70th anniversary? I don't think so. Yes, I have. Yeah. It's like, it's like five or six different David Tennant. It's like all the different variants of his doctor (laughs) that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen something like that. Yeah. Where it's like, 
David Tennant as the Valier, David Tennant as 14, David Tennant as the Dr. Yeah. Donna, David yeah. Tennant, you know, like. Yeah. Well, how, how would you feel if it was something like, um, say there's a unit spinoff, would you be okay if David Tennant just appears every once in a while as like a guest guest star on an episode? I mean, we'll see. I, I like, just don't, I just don't want him fixing everything, you know, like, oh, this is what, how it works. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. What's going to happen though if uh, Shooty's off doing saving the universe and the Daleks invade Earth? Will fourteen save Earth? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got to, you know, <laughs> he's well, got a he's got a TARDIS. He can go back in time and do and show up whenever the the Daleks are going to be there. So I, I mean, that's never been a concern. Yeah. But I, you... I know, I know where you're coming from with your worries about it, but. Uh, my oldest daughter was go- coming into these specials and uh, she was really loving them. And one of the things that really bothered her, I mean, she's, she's not, she's not the extreme doctor who geek I am. She's, but she Few loves are Kirby. Few are. <laughs> we say this as he's wearing a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, a, and a fifth doctor shirt. Of course. Uh, uh, yeah. She, and she loves the, classic who as well and um she's 29 so uh she she's not young she but she was coming into these going there's only three david Tennant ones she didn't like the thought of losing uh david Tennant as a doctor again Mm -hmm. just because she loved him so much Mm. and so to her this is great Well, this also, you know, basically takes all the tenant fangirls, you know, and makes them happy, placates them. Yeah, yeah, like her. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. You know, and it's like so many people, you know, oh, I'm not going to watch Doctor Who anymore because Tenant's not the Doctor anymore. Well, guess what, folks? He's still the Doctor, just not the one you read. I wish I, I could love- get my other two daughters to to watch these specials. They they gave up on Doctor Who at Capaldi. Mm. I mean, yeah, I I I, lo- I love David Tennant's Doctor, but honestly, part of the reason I put together the the theory that I did and kind of hope that they do that that they kind of quietly move him in that direction and out of the yeah. picture is I honestly don't want to keep seeing lots of David's Doctor. I it's I got nothing against him, but we have a primary doctor and I want that doctor to be the doctor. I want that doctor to not have like this other thing in the back pocket kind of distracting from that. I I don't, and and kind of like what's, what's already been said, there were a lot of things under Chibnall that undercut Jody, who I thought in the first episode she had, was going to become a brilliant doctor despite all the naysayers and she should have been but she got undercut by bad choices bad writing and sometimes i i I don't know if i I know they didn't do it deliberately but the doctor should never feel like they're the secondary character and sometimes that's how it felt in her series and i don't want shooty to have that happening to him after seeing what he's done already because you you've you've got a fantastic person 
to take Doctor Who in the future. Mm-hmm. We, we don't need a doctor in our back pocket just in case or to pull out for whenever. Because you can always come up with a reason to have doctors meet doctors from the past. Yep. We don't need two of them simultaneously being the doctor. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Well, RTD has said, I mean, before he even ever took over again, that he had this idea about having multiple doctors running around, that he liked the idea of having multiple doctors running around. No, I and agree so... with that. I don't think it was specifically, I don't think he was specifically thinking of Tennant. He just liked the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean, but Tennant's the one who's who's available. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because the Doctor is a character that can go anywhere in time and space, you don't even need a reason to have multiple Doctors. No, I mean, there's <laughs> always multiple Doctors running around because they can be at any point in time. Exactly. They can I mean, cross we... each other's time streams whenever. I mean, obviously yeah. we know that there's ramifications for that, but still, that's, that's all stuff that's made I mean, up I, and that can I... be changed. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was a whole sh- uh, story called, what, The Five Doctors? So we, <laughs> yeah. we can do that. <laughs> you can do that. Hell, in the 50th anniversary, they had 13 Doctors floating around at the same time. Yep. So, but All that said. Oh, yeah. And I know we have to move on, Mike. So all that said, I'll just say I am so looking forward to Christmas. Oh, so am oh, I. Two, yeah. Less I, than two weeks. I, I don't think. And Mary, I'm not. I don't want to steal your thunder because I, oh, I know no, you, you feel the same way. I don't. Same. I don't feel. I, I feel like I haven't been this excited to see a new Doctor take over, like in a long, long yeah. time. Well, let me just throw in real quick. Wasn't it refreshing that we didn't get the new Doctor at the very end of the episode? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes, that yes. we actually got yeah. to see the new Doctor in action. You know, and that was wonderful. And it got me so frippin' excited yeah. for Shudi to come and, in. And you, on top of what I said about him establishing himself earlier, you know what else that broke from the tradition of the recent shows? We lose a doctor. They, they build it up as a tragic moment. And, and just use any of them, but like Tennant. He's sorrowful. He's sad. We've got the music playing the giant explosive regeneration. And as a fan, you don't really have a chance to mourn that because instantly you have a comedy scene. And then they did the same thing with Smith to Capaldi and somewhat Capaldi to Jody and Jody to Tennant, which wasn't a comedy scene, but it was at the same time. And this wasn't, we didn't have that kind of, it, 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 it was a different regeneration. It, it didn't play into the stereotype of the regenerations they've been doing in the modern era. Nope. Agreed. And the, and the beauty of it is, is that, you know, we get to see David die again sometime. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so now Maybe he's, by that time, now he's now, ago. I don't, exactly. don't want to go. Maybe this time would be like, and now he's yeah. Olan, you know, Olan For God's Day. sake, just yeah. let me go. Just, just yeah. I'm done. Please, yeah. I want to go this time. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> exactly. I'm 75. <laughs> David oh, Tennant. I'm 98. No yeah, exactly. David Tennant, no more. Okay, let's go ahead and rate. Are we, you know, is anyone going to give less than five stars? <laughs> I, I I'm looking at you, Mike you know, Gordon. Is, I mean, I'm not happy with some things, but it's not a reflection of the execution of this. I mean, it's such fun, and it's so big. I, you know, it's so big and so big and beautiful. 
How would you rate the three episodes? Is this one your favorite? No, let's let's hold on. Let's do that in two episodes when we do the live episode because we're going to be rating all of them together. No, we're going to be rating all four of them together. Yeah, exactly. Dun, dun. They're going to be against each other. Dun, 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 exactly. Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. <laughs> more, more of the so, five, one out of five TARDIS is anyone giving it a four or no. five? Everybody? Five. I mean, my rating went up the more I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it was, if I could have, it just got better. It actually got better every time I watched it. Are yeah. you, are you yeah. vibrating yeah. now, Mary? Yes, I'm vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> that explains so much. I'm going to be the. I'm going to be partially contrarian and just say four point five Tardises, because I still have a couple of quibbles, but I'm like Mary. I've watched it three times, and my personal ratings for it keep going up. So if you ask me in two more viewings, I might be at five. <laughs> yeah. When you hear all the, t- the the masters in the tooth, you'll go, five, it's a five. <laughs> yeah, once we're done, I'm, uh, I'm getting worthy for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome, guys. Well, folks at home, thank you so much for listening to us. This is our longest episode ever, I think. <laughs> we're done. And we could have kept on going for another hour. Trust me. I know we could have. Um, we're Like I said, we're going to be back for the Christmas special in two weeks. And it's we're looking forward to it. The church on Ruby Road. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. Um, then two weeks after that, we're going to be doing a live episode where we're going to be talking about the status of Doctor Who and all taking all four of the episodes and, you know, putting them into a hat and smushing them together and everything. And it should be a ton of fun to do. And you know what? Thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, feedback cool. at our station, who is the best way to get in touch with us. And, you know, we definitely would love to hear from you guys on this one. Please, if you get a chance, check out our Facebook group. We're t- going to be still talking about this okay. for quite some time in Forever. there. And so if you haven't joined the Facebook group, folks, it's a great, great group to join. And, you know, Doctor Who galore, and we're just having a ton of fun in there. So check it out. Also, you know what, folks, if you get a chance, like and subscribe. That's the best way of a rating we can get from you guys. Let us know that you guys are listening. Subscribe to us if you haven't in the past. We're we're everywhere. So, and we're I could reveal it now. We're going to be having in 2024 a YouTube channel. <gasps> You're going to be able to see our faces. So. By generating the podcast into a YouTube channel. Exactly. So, exactly. And all our clothing will split, you know, with it and everything. (laughs) Especially because it's on video. Once people can see my face, I will never be invited back again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's not nice. All right. And that was Jerry Chandler. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) Mr. Hiding Behind there. Thank you for inviting me. It's always a pleasure, and it it legitimately is always an honor when you think of reaching out and, yay, do you want to come on? It's it, it's always a pleasure, and I'm I'm always honored that you invite me on. Jerry, you have an open door. You know that. Thank you. And Kirby, thank you so much, sir. Thanks for inviting me a couple of weeks ago when we were all at dinner. No. It's always fun to be to talk to you guys. It's different different vibe than my usual. 
Oh, very much so. Well, you guys, you know, you only you have twenty megabytes to fill, so you know. <laughs> we went over twenty megabytes ten years ago. Longer Any, than that. You want to promote the podcast real quick? Yeah, I'm one of the co-hosts for a uh, for the twenty megabyte Doctor Who podcast, which is based out of the Isle of Wight in England, um, and we have been going for several years now. We were going through. Uh, watching every story and discussing every story and this coming week we were going to be going into the dialect oh awesome fun capaldi episode yeah all right let me thank our regulars of course ms mary thank you as always oh thank you for having me finally knew who was back yes and then we're gonna go on hiatus again now <laughs> <laughs> not maybe not for so long though. I bet it was. I, I bet not. we get shooty in the spring. Yes, shooty in the spring. Judy that sounds so spring. wonderful. <laughs> An Easter story. Exactly. You want to promote your artwork? You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Excellent. And Mr. Mike Gordon, thank you as always, sir. And as always, it's my pleasure. And as always, folks. Thank you for listening. There's so many Doctor Who choices to listen to, and you guys are listening to us. And if you've made it this far, over two hours, you know, folks, <laughs> yeah. you guys have gumption. We I didn't love even you have guys. room for the news. Exactly. Oh, no, we didn't even. We, didn't get to <laughs> oh, we would be here another hour if we were talking about the, the Toy Maker um, remake that they're no, doing. No, it's, it's simple. We can just say it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. awful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's one there's, of the worst animations I've the ever news. seen. Stuff. Yeah, stuff is happening. We'll talk about in the Christmas special the new Sonic screwdriver also. So even the Sonic remote? Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> universal remote from God. That's it. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you later. We're getting goofy. <laughs> We're getting goofy. No, I know. Yeah, what am I My saying? Permanent state. Exactly. <laughs> well, everyone, see you later, Lynn. <laughs> you have been listening to Earth Station Who, a pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from throughout space and time. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individuals and are to be used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our show wherever fine podcasts are found or check out our website, earthstationwho.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the show, please write to us at feedback at earthstationwho.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the next journey of Earth Station Who. Hey, Leah. Hey, Sean. You know what now is a good time for? What's that? A promo for the Soul Forge podcast. The Soul Forge? What's that? Oh, it's a show. It's a podcast all about sex and dating. Love and relationships. Pop culture and movie reviews. Adventure. Almost anything you can think of. Definitely. What is it? The Soul Forge. The Soul Forge Podcast. Think about it. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.